In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This third Sunday in Advent is traditionally called Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete means rejoice in Latin, and we say in the entrance antiphon, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your modesty be known to all men, for indeed the Lord is near. This theme of rejoicing runs throughout the readings today. The prophet Isaiah predicted the birth of the Messiah, saying, I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. And the responsorial psalm is taken from the Magnificat, the hymn of gratitude and praise, which Mary sang when she visited her cousin Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. And in the second reading, St. Paul tells the Thessalonians, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. But at first sight, it seems that this theme of rejoicing is absent from today's gospel. Certainly the gospel is appropriate to Advent, Last week we heard the words of Isaiah, a voice cries out in the desert prepare the way of the Lord. And in last week's gospel, St. Mark applied those words to John the Baptist. Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. And then in today's reading from the gospel of St. John, we hear John the Baptist apply those words to himself. When the priests and Levites come from Jerusalem and ask who he is, he says, I am not the Christ. And when they press him asking, what are you then? He tells them, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. And he goes on to tell them that there is one coming after me whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. To untie another's shoes is an act of homage and service, the duty of a servant or slave toward his master. So John is saying in relation to the Messiah that he is not worthy to perform even the lowliest service. Such profound humility may seem on the surface foreign to the great joy we heard in the previous readings. And yet, I think, on a deeper level, John is expressing the true source of Christian joy. Certainly, we rejoice because we are coming to the end of the Advent season, and we can see the goal we are approaching, the reason for our prayer and fasting and almsgiving, the celebration of Christmas, the commemoration of the birth of the Messiah, who came into our world to save us from sin and death. And we give thanks to God for all his blessings and for all the wonderful things he has done for us. And we look forward, too, to parties and being with friends and to giving gifts and sharing our blessings with our families and one another. But our deepest joy as Christians is not in this present life, but in our hope of the world to come. When our Lord was born into our world, he was not born in wealth and majesty. He was not recognized by the priests and scholars and politicians in Jerusalem. He did not come to rule us, but to serve us. And on the night before he died, 
he unlaced the sandals of his disciples and bathed their feet like a servant. My brothers and sisters, it is through this practice of humility and through our service toward one another that we will become able, like the Blessed Virgin Mary, like St. John the Baptist, St. Paul, and all the saints, to share in the life of Jesus and so to enter into the perfect joy of his eternal kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.